Welcome to Enterprise Radio, the signature show of the Enterprise Podcast Network, featuring some of the most prominent business professionals in the world today. And now your host, Eric Dye. This is Eric Dye, and once again, welcome to Enterprise Radio, a part of EPN, the Enterprise Podcast Network. Joining us on the program, we have Ernie Manansala. He is the CMO at Drip Drop Distro that is one of the leading brands in the counterculture category. And Mr. Manansala, thanks for joining us here today. Thanks for having me, Eric. I'm really uh, excited to talk to you and talk shop. Hey, sounds good to me. And thanks so much for taking a moment to be with us here today. So for starters, if you would share a little bit about your background in the industry and how you became involved in counterculture products. Yeah, uh, the way I got involved in the counterculture industry is from my vast background in CPG, which is uh, consumer packaged goods. So I was part of the founding team of NOS Energy Drinks. And um, when you start learning how to do energy, you start really understanding every form of consumer packaged goods. Uh, The makeup industry, the automotive industry, and food and beverage are the three top hardest markets to ever expand into. So um, I I have a really heavy, heavy car culture passion, but my nine to five has always been in food and beverage. And the one of the owners of Drip Drop Distribution actually is originally from the CPG industry. So uh, that's one of our products called Rhino Rush, a nootropic shot and energy ephedra shot. And we, he and I have been close friends. Um, ironically, two of the very, two of us, uh, the only Polynesian men in the CPG industry that you ever see in the industry working in the field, etc. Um, and my, there may be more, and we don't know. But uh, at the end of the day, that's how I got introduced to it. So my background from Nestle Waters, Blue Triton Brands, to Fuse Beverages, NOS Energy Drinks, Outlaw Energy Drink, we knew that this is just retail marketing. And the challenges are wildly different, uh, but uh, the tactics and the retail marketing was the core of what we were doing. And that's why um, I got involved and I see the category, I see it flourishing we see the numbers and we see the future. And it's an amazing industry, um, be that as it may to others' opinions, but it is definitely an industry that is flourishing and growing and is not hit its peak yet. Yeah, pretty exciting stuff. And also thanks for sharing your background with us, what has led you to where you're at today. Now, tell me what current trends are you observing in the industry, particularly in the realm of counterculture categories and how are consumer preferences evolving here yeah so you know the counterculture industry is obviously regulated and very limited and what we are seeing and what i've noticed are some of the trends that we've utilized from my past history and you know eric like you we bring in somebody from another industry to lend you things from that industry to help your industry grow that's exactly like what's happening right so a lot of a lot of the end consumers in the counterculture industry are are normally very educated consumers. They don't just try something and put it in. It's the same way that a consumer in food and beverage will, you know, someone that is on a gluten-free diet or a dairy-free diet or a keto diet, they 
in the counterculture industry, they're like, that is too hard, that is too soft, that is too heavy, that is too deep. And those are different preferences that they look at. At the end of the day, these consumers are self-educated. So going into the market and self-education has been the key core of what we were doing. Now, how you distribute that is the challenge, right? So we've had a couple channels, we've got a couple channels and a couple opportunities such as this with you and your show, Eric, but also with our own podcast, our own studio, our own educational foreground. So in 2024, Drip Drop Distribution will be also known as a Drip Drop Smoke Shop Academy to talking to key leaders, key uh, key CEOs, key people that built shops, people that built products, et cetera, and distributing that education in an educational manner versus a, this is cool for you, try it, let's use, you know, fruity pebble flavors and have different generations try it and really just saying, okay, cool, here's why they're doing it, here's this case, here's this case, and here's this case, and those cases may be emotional, anxiety, uh, professional, it may be performance-based and everything along those lines, and there are specific products for those, very similar to what you'll be seeing in the CPG category in, in food and beverage. And, you know, we're even seeing that now, Eric, it's that you're starting to see mushroom extracts become very relevant, and uh, it's all becoming educational-based. So the answer to the question overall, end-to-end, is that at Drip Drop Distribution, we're helping enable the people that want to be educated about the product, but educating it at a level and a testimonial level to what relates to them and really get to the bottom line for them to go to our retailers and, and provide them the product that they want. Great response and certainly covering the bases very well. Thanks for that. Good stuff here. Now, tell me also what challenges do companies face when introducing counterculture products into mainstream markets and how can these challenges be effectively navigated? Get into that a little bit, if you would. Goodness, Eric, that's the million dollar question, right? How you go to market and you really make sure that you've got all your buckets and your ducats lined in row. Um, in the counterculture industry and almost anywhere, right? Uh, I have friends in automotive. I have friends in makeup. I have friends in everything. And one, in the, the major difference of, uh, that can help everyone relate to the challenge of counterculture is the simple fact of regulations, legislations, etc. cetera. Uh, in the Kratom space, we're very fortunate to be in, uh, associated with the AKA, and that's the um, the... forgot the acronym it's the american kratom oh yeah so we're very fortunate to be with the aka uh, as a product that's certified under the american kratom association and that's step one right step two is then understanding consumer needs and really when you come to the market with any product with anything you know it sounds really silly to just think this way because it's like very um foundational steps but the foundational steps truly are is like what benefits are you bringing how did you bring it? What package did you bring? What price point did you bring? Uh, the four P's are really important, but at the end of the day, it really does come down to like what solution have you provided and get to the point. Uh, for example, we just lost uh, an icky device, uh, and that icky device is in, it's basically for your choice of oils that you want to put into, or your choice of juice that you want to put into a concealed item that looks like a disposable vape. And you can choose how you want to fill that and you can choose to conceal it, right? So 
the brand it's called icky which didn't really have a definition because the owners decided hey this is a really kind of cool trend and kind of cool street culture and everyone's accustomed to hearing the rap music and rap artists and artists in general that always saying sticky icky or icky icky and it was really cool like just to be able to like kind of get everybody of a genre together to surround a con a concept and a project. But what we did on the marketing end was identify all that. It's like, okay, here's our benefits, right? We are able to conceal and carry a oil or a e-juice of any f sort so that this way the end consumer can be discreet and private and feel that they have their own, you know, device that really enables them to move forward with the challenges they face every day. So we simply took something from the firearm world, which is a terminology in the servicemen and women of the United States, and said, conceal and carry. And we literally made that campaign. So now we have the icky devices, conceal and carry, and we keep it straight to the point. And we keep it really simple. But the key thing that we understood was that that was what the consumer wanted. So we just gave them what they wanted, and we related it. And art is king today branding is king like we're really fortunate to have quincy alex jeremy and ryan to where we can actually we have a whole design agency internally that can take these ideas manifest it and then i'm an adobe artist myself so i start 40 or 60 percent of the art itself to really make that translation happen so that the end consumer has that touch but then we can turn it into a retail process then you'll start seeing conceal and carry become potentially the name and people are going to sit there and go oh yo did you catch that concealing carry now we're part of the conversation now we've route to market now we've launched to market because not only do we want the consumers demanding it to our customers our retailers we want the retailers to be able to educate the consumers simply by rallying around a terminology of icky but also a beneficial point and stick to it right um, you'll see a lot of people say zero sugar versus no sugar. This is our way of saying sugar-free, conceal and carry. So that's how you've got to look at it in summary to answer your question. In, in summary is that you've, you've really got to take a deep dive at the task at hand and demographic, create a SOP, a standard operation procedure to where you and your team can look at the challenge and, and identify that. Uh, we've got a great, my, my CRO is one of my really closest friends. Um, and he and I, we have that, we have a we have a natural ability to look at a challenge and, and say, okay, that demographic, this consumer, this target, this shop, this customer, boom, build a brand, build a device, build a product, and then identify. And he just passes it off to me and I already know exactly where we're going. And that's the difference of CMOs in this world today. Some CMOs look at a P&L. Some, CNL, some CMOs will look at data, and some will look at it str completely strategically. I, myself, as a CMO that has happens to be a multi-business owner, I'm able to look at it as a whole scope at risk. And I, I think that's the bigger thing that makes a, big, a, a larger impact in a business, but the risk factor is something where there's urgency, importancy, and experience. And then being able to be a science marketer, so I'm actually able to do a lot of the Facebook ads, the Google, the web development, literally knocked out a website in two hours yesterday for our owners at TripDrop. And 
be able to manifest that concept at a 40 to 60 percent efficiency and letting and having a supporting team finish it the rest of the way those are the core things you need is a solid sop a solid leadership team experience and listening to the demographic for that opportunity before you even think about launching anything in the market in the counterculture space Really some good information here and some solid coverage on that as well. We're speaking with Ernie Manansala. He is the CMO at Drip Drop Distro. That is one of the leading brands in the counterculture category here on Enterprise Radio, a part of EPN, the Enterprise Podcast Network. Now, continuing on, authenticity is crucial in counterculture. So how can brands maintain authenticity while expanding their reach and especially as they appeal to a broader consumer base? <laughs> yeah, so... Authenticity in the counterculture space is everything. You grew up, you know, if Michael Jordan didn't win to five championships or four championships, and forgive me for all my fellow Actually, six, six. Sorry, see? If he didn't spend the 15 years to get to where he is, MJ would not be MJ today. He wouldn't have a NASCAR team. He wouldn't have a thriving brand. He wouldn't have all of his investments. The 15 years of failure to getting to where he is is the true authenticity to why we still resonate with MJ. Truth be told, like MJ's out of shape now, but his mentality is still there. That's where Drip Drop has that competitive advantage. We have a Motu. Uh, Motu is uh, like the, I like to say he's the soul of the business. He is the definitive reason why we represent as Drip Drop. When people see us together and they see Drip Drop, they know like, oh, that's, that's a vibe, right? And the Polynesian vibe for sure. I mean, when you see Motu, you might think Moana and you might think Maui, um, my kid sure thinks he's Maui and that's the thing. Like he's a big teddy bear. He's a protector. He's a beast. He can morph into anything and really help you do what you have to do. Um, and that's kind of how everyone in the industry has looked at drip drop is that we've never done you wrong. We're always going to do you right. And we're going to always provide you a premium product. It's really good when you can actually match that with a human being. And that's Motu. Uh, I would then say the mind of everything that we have is uh, Mr. Troy Palmer, right? So Troy came from retail. He's owned his own smoke shop. He's owned multiple businesses. So when you tell Troy, when you speak with Troy and saying, hey, why is this product really the best way? Well, with these kinds of margins, you could really grow into this next shop or you can grow into this next category of income and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Again, authenticity from the mind side. But the body of everything comes down to Douglas T. Campbell Jr. I mean, Doug is, he's the guy that will look you straight in the eye and say, hey, do you want this or do you not want this? Do you want your goals? Because I'm telling you how it is. Stop wasting my time. And everybody kind of really loves that, right? So the counterculture industry is what I like to call fabulous and foreign or from the United States, right? Or consumers and driven or people who are just business. And Doug has a really an, a unique way of being able to just be raw and authentic and telling you like, hey, I've been here for nine years, built this company from the ground up, and we're clearing seven figures plus every month. What do you need from us to help you 
grow your business. By all means, we're growing on our own. We have our own in-house brands that we distribute, and we distribute the premium brands in the industry. So authenticity as a whole, when you walk around with these guys at the awards, uh, when you walk around with these guys at Champs, at these trade shows, or you're going to the route rides, or you're going to ground and pounds with these guys, they're not celebrities by any means, but I would definitely say they're like A or B list celebrities in the counterculture space. They're uh, they're their their presence is enamoring their pre but they, you know but also like it's just like oh they're here and it's like a firefighter is here the authenticity of the individuals of our company have been our brand dna and we're really fortunate to enable that so we now are expanding that with a podcast so we'll have a series with troy we'll help you with financials uh, Motu will help you with how to con you know, gravitate with the consumers and place your product properly. And then Doug with your inventory and where you're going to go and your aspirations and et cetera, so on. And we have all these cool channels and interviewing really good friends and, and things along those lines. Right. And we said, you know what, there's more screens and there are doors and we already capitalized on most of the doors. So we really want to drive that authenticity there. And then lastly, you know, we um, we just sponsored and partnered with the Counterculture Awards. Um, the Counterculture Awards is a, a a series of awards that is actually giving the authenticity of Trip Drop distribution founders and owners, and saying they chose some of the best products and people in the industry, and they're even creating a Hall of Fame. Uh, we're creating a championship ring with them. And it's really, it's, that's how important that counterculture is. Like we just created the ESPYs, the Grammys, the music awards of the counterculture industry because of the authenticity for the past 10 to nine to 10 years, the 1400 plus retailers, these guys have supplied and supported and helped grow their families, their businesses, that authenticity, whenever you know Drip Drop, Doug will say it all the time. We have never, ever fucked over anybody. We've done everything right by the book for everyone and anyone because they love this industry so much. And it's amazing to see that. I've never been a part of a product. I'm sorry. I've never been a part of a brand, a service, a distribution, a 3PL logistic where the brand authenticity is DNA'd with three people, let alone people in general. I'm very accustomed to authenticity of a brand product, a fictitious, just a name. Right, just something that's out there to where we can tie in charitable things and et cetera, et cetera. This is so unique to where these three individuals really carry the weight of the entire company. And it's a wonderful thing to see because they're good people. Ernie, really appreciate your visit with us here today. Some really interesting and uh, fine coverage here per your visit and the information shared per your industry as well. One last question for you as we conclude in reaching new customers in the counterculture category, what strategies have you found to be most effective, first of all? And also, how do you tailor marketing and outreach to resonate with a diverse audience? Yeah, man, we're dads, man. You're trying to get me fired. You know, I need this gig. Um, giving up all the secrets <laughs> to the counterculture industry is a, it's a tough one. Um, media is king. And media is king for through, throughout distribution. 
in unfortunately in the counterculture space you're very limited to any type of paid ads there are unique ways to doing paid ads there are unique challenges to getting around that to getting it to a sales qualified lead and driving a cpl everything is science marketing today um, this podcast itself has an audience it's reaching it's growing um, depending on your keywords that you choose for this podcast, specifically growing in the counterculture or guy went from CPG to counterculture, you might get the right person and you might grow and pop off a huge audience. The point is quantity over quality. You need to cut, cut, cut and execute content. You need to create a media studio process that will get over a hundred pieces of content out a month. My social media alone, I made it just, just, just to back this point up. My personal social media alone, I've committed to making content two to three times a week. And, and I even got to a point where I was doing it five days a week. And it was amazing. Now I have 27,000 followers. And under two months. And everything's educational. Education is everything. So I'm literally doing voiceovers of my experiences of going to car shows, traveling, et cetera, et cetera. So then you can revert that and you can literally self-educate consumers. Consumers all want knowledge. We read books. We've been trained to read books. We've been, we had encyclopedia. Eric, you and I had encyclopedias. Our kids now have YouTube filtered and you know how everyone want to learn but you know we're learning through our kids because of what they're learning and consuming and everything's consumption now how you consume with the quantity the timing the pulsing and the actual creative and the goal of that creative within 90 seconds is the masterpiece so in summary that's how you we've gone to market and our secrets of, of distributing information and seeing the return. The return for us today, um, anyone out there that says, oh, I have this many followers. Okay, cool. That tells me straight away, welcome to science marketing. You're a freshman. When you speak to somebody that says, oh, my engagement rate is exceeding 50%, then we're going, all right, man, this guy is an alumni of an Ivy League school. So what is the secret to that open rate? What is the secret to that engagement rate? So open rate, email open rate, right? You know, we have an email open rate of almost 60, 70, almost 60 to 70% open rate because, and we're talking to smoke shop retail owners, not even consumers, which is even harder. They're executives, they're doing well. They don't have time to open an email, but when we do, they open it. They when they do open, it's they're opening a drip job email, and we optimize their time. I would say the biggest strategy I've given my marketing team, my owners, my co-suite, and everyone is technology is a time machine. The one thing we all cannot afford: consumers, customers, buyers, owners, fellow C-suite, and everyone else, coworkers. You can't buy time. I've exited enough brands to try my best to buy time. And the way that you can actually buy time is Steve Jobs made it. You can utilize technology to purchase all these times. So those email open rates and those emails that we create, we strategically look at the user interface and user experience 
to think about being in that person's shoes. I tell my creative team, I tell my brand team, I tell my marketing team every day, I drill it in their heads like, you know, Day Day, uh, Grace and Marcus, I, I, I'm every day in their head saying, hey, guys, like, I don't want your money. So your, your opinion doesn't sit well here. What do we think the consumer wants? Day Day's got a great pulse. He came from sales. Grace has got a great pulse because she's so detail oriented and has seen all the marketing on the other side of the lens. And Marcus is always the one that'll see things end to end. And we sit there and we go, man, we just bought that person time. Here's a new product called Icky. It's a conceal and uh, um, a conceal a concealed unit and device where your customers now can place whatever they want. Let us know if you need any more if you need any any yeah, if you need any more information. Click here to book a time. Click here to text us now. Click here to call us now. Boom, 70% open rate. We've learned that the user experience and the user interface of what we design internally has been crucially important in everything we touch from our social to our emails to our website. You'll see a full complete refresh of our website and everything in 24 because of these small wins that we have. For all of the leaders that are listening, you've got to dial into open rate. You've got to dial into engagement rate. You've got to really test the waters. When I say quantity, and when I say volume over quality, I say, or I should say, um, quantity over quality. You really just want to spray and pray and see what's sticking, but maintain a DNA and put the work out there and put the work effort out there, and really get to that place. I've watched friends of mine start a YouTube channel, did 365 videos. That's a video every day on YouTube. That channel now has 4.6 billion minutes watched a year. 4.6 billion minutes watched. Didn't start. By the time 100 videos were out, people started seeing it. The return was coming back, and that's some hard work. These guys were shooting on Wednesday, stacking three to four episodes every Wednesday, sometimes five episodes, scheduling out the shoots. Then Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they were all editing. Launched everything Monday. They were two weeks ahead, and they stayed two weeks ahead and even got to a month ahead, and they actually had time for the holidays to just sit back and just shoot one or two episodes for the holidays. At 4.6 billion minutes watched, Eric, that YouTube revenue is clearing $6 million. Unreal. Unreal. You don't even need to say anything else. I think you've made it real loud and clear about content sharing. Yeah, it's just like content, content, content. Look for those major ROIs, engagement rate, open rate, click-through rate, all these stupid CP like acronyms. They're you know, I say stupid because Elon's like drilled it in my head and like, yeah, just say it, right? Your 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 customer acquisition costs, your sales qualified leads, your those factors all come from screens. Start testing every day and start evolving. Because like traditional media back when you and I were marketed to Eric, like, you know, these poor marketers then had a twelve month term for billboards and magazines, et cetera, and they just sat back and hoped. They didn't see a return for the like six days. We see a return in twelve in twenty four hours. And we can pivot. So I would I would tell everybody the, the key thing that we've seen is we put in the work, we execute at the highest, and we drive it to get to where we need to be. 
and we get the results. What a way to conclude here today. Really appreciate the visit here. And uh, again, all the information shared, certainly a good listen for those that will listen uh, in the future as well. Uh, tell me, uh, where can listeners get more information on Drip Drop Distro online and how could they also be in touch as well? Yeah, so go to our website at dripdropdistro.com. We're on Instagram at dripdropdistro. We're on YouTube at dripdropdistro. Um, our first podcast just launched with our owners. It was pretty. It's actually pretty funny, so it's a good listen to for about an hour. Uh, you can also listen to us on all the sound platforms at dripdropdistro. And um, Eric, thank you again. Uh, you're, you're making a huge difference for a lot of entrepreneurs. And... Um, everybody that's aspiring to make a difference in their families and their lives and their workload man it's i've been listening to the podcast for some time now and it's an honor to be here ernie i appreciate it as well certainly an honor to have you with us and thanks for those kind words as well we've been speaking with ernie manansala the cmo at drip drop distro that is one of the leading brands in the counterculture category and again for all the details on drip dot distro visit drip drop distro and this is Eric Dine. You've been listening to Enterprise Radio, a part of EPN, the Enterprise Podcast Network. Tune into our live location as we are streaming live 24-7 around the world at epodcastnetwork.com forward slash live. You can also find our live stream on iTunes Radio and TuneIn Radio as well as the TuneIn Radio app for your listening convenience. And as always, we thank you for your support and for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Enterprise Radio. To subscribe to more of our programming, visit epodcastnetwork.com. This is the ePodcast Network.